This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com. fast announcements go when you're preaching. It's wild. Ah. Well, good morning. If you don't know already, my name is Pastor Wes. I am one of five elders here at Redemption. I'm moving that just in case I get the urge to start rapping on it. (laughs) All right. One of five elders here at Redemption Church. And I got to tell you, it's an honor to be a pastor here at this church. It's an honor because I get to actually be known by you guys. Strange how this week, especially in our RC, if you don't know what RC is, that's Redemption Communities, and we meet throughout the week, you know, meet in each other's homes throughout the week. We have nine Redemption Communities. It was strange because this week, for whatever reason, it was a week of confession and self-examination, and like some deep things started coming out, and as a community, we started weeping together, started confessing things together. And it's so wild because as a pastor, I get to experience that. Got to understand the age we live in where the pastor's the superstar. You know nothing about him. He's standoffish. But here at Redemption Alhambra, I get to dive deep in with you guys. So it's an honor and it's a privilege. So if you're just joining us, we are in a series called The Return of the King. As we celebrate our Advent season, understand what Advent is. Advent, well, what we do here at Redemption Church Alhambra is we want to celebrate the second coming of Christ. So Advent means the coming of our Lord. So what we do in America, right, we, we celebrate mostly the first Advent, baby Jesus, get our Christmas on, right? That's what we do, celebrate the first Advent. But what we do here is we like to put a lot of emphasis on the second coming of Christ, the return of the king and it's it, like i said we are in the third part of a four part series of advent and the first week pastor aaron talked about how the kingdom is near and he shared with us how we are to prepare ourselves as we actively wait for the kingdom to come he gave a great illustration of his dad would call him before he got home to tell him get ready because we're going to a bi- i'm going to pick you up so you can go to your baseball game so what would he do he would Start getting ready, putting on his uniform, getting his cleats on, getting his uh, baseball bag ready and all that stuff. And he would get ready. Why? Because he believed his dad when his dad said he was coming to get him. So he was actively waiting. What a great illustration. Because Jesus said, I go and I prepare a place for you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to come back. Oh, how do we actively wait? How are we preparing ourselves? Do we believe his words. And then the next week, he talked about how his is the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to Jesus. And then he said something that was so profound and just rocked my life. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to remember that forever. He said, the kingdom without the king is <laughs> just dumb, right? So that, that, that's going to stick with me forever. Uh, that rock, that, because if you really think about it, We do say that. Oh, come on, God, bring your kingdom. Bring your kingdom so my life can be better. Bring your kingdom so my family structure can be better. Bring your kingdom so my marriage can be better. Oh, Jesus, yeah, he can come along. A kingdom without a king is just dumb. 
And now I get the honor of actually preaching today about thy kingdom come. Oh, our Father in heaven, thy kingdom come. I get to preach on that today. That's an honor. That's a blessing. So what we're going to do is we're going to be in four places in our Bibles today. Romans chapter 8. Oh, man, that slide should have been going. I set things up so beautifully. And I just don't. Uh, okay, that's, that's all right. All right, here we go. I mean, I, I give them, like, the manuscript. I mean, like, so Romans chapter 8. We're going to be in Isaiah 65, Matthew chapter 6, and Hebrews chapter 12. Woo, we're going to be journeying today. So Hebrews will be our main text. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 through 29 is where we're going to be at today. And this sermon is going to be more informational, okay? It's going to be something for us to, to ponder rather than me just giving three points in an application, all right? It's going to be something for us to ponder. Although mentally, I would like for our minds to be stimulated. I would like to stimulate our imagination, and in doing so, my hope is that the anticipation of his kingdom and his righteousness will build all the more in our lives as we actively wait for the return of the king. Amen. So my goal for today is to take us on a little journey. We're going to start with the universe and the cosmos. Then I want to move us into a narrow picture of the earth. And then after we journey from the earth, I want to move us even closer to our lives. Very similar to what Pastor Aaron spoke about last week when he talked about the kingdoms of the S's, the four S's. You guys know those? Success and self, sex, and stuff. And then last, I want to move us into the thinking of thy kingdom that will come. So if you have your Bibles, please open them up to Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 and 29. And stand with me as we honor the reading of God's word. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 through 29. And this is what it says. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth, and now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, the things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Let's pray. My God, just reading that passage does something to my spirit, God. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that teaches us all things pertaining to life and holiness. Yes. Father, you are massively big, and the universe is a product of your creation. The earth was once void and full of darkness, and with precision you crafted it to be what it is today. And we, God, we, 
We have all we need in you, so shake our personal kingdoms. Shake them up until all we have left is thy kingdom. Oh, will thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven right now in the lives of your children. May your spirit speak to the heart of the unbeliever today with the voice of fire that will melt the heart of stone so that they can see your son for who he is. He is king. He is Lord. We love you, God, for all that you are. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys may be seated. Like Pastor Dave said, Ibib will be joining us this Wednesday to speak about his life being Nigerian and growing up in West Africa. And he is a great artist. I've been stalking him on Facebook. I've been looking at all his YouTube videos. And I just love what he does as he travels the world and shares the gospel through art and through his testimony. So make sure that you're here uh, December 17th, 630. It's going to be a great tapestry event. Now, I don't know why I do this, but when I think about the new heavens and the new earth, my mind gets very egocentric. And I begin to start focusing on the effects that the new heavens and the new earth, what will they have for me personally? What's that going to do for me personally? So when I think of the new heavens and the new earth, I give the new heavens probably five seconds of my thought process. Right? Like, okay, yeah, new heavens, okay, but what about the earth? I immediately go to the new earth and what that would be like and how I'm going to function when the consummation of all things happen. But it's interesting because we just read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, 26, and 27. The author speaks of both the earth and the heavens being shaken, right? So as we think of the universe and how big and beautiful it is, I often wonder, when was it created? Because we know that the sun and the stars and our solar system they were created when God spoke them into existence, right? But what about, the, what about the vastness of the universe, which consists of 100 to 200 billion galaxies? And that number is only guessed by scientists, which could indeed be more than that, but no less than that. <laughs> were they created when God spoke the stars into existence? It's a good question. I don't know. But what I do know is that we are sitting in this room and we are only a small fraction of a massive universe. I know that. I know that our universe is mind-blowing when you take the time to just ponder it and think about it. When you take the time to reflect and just look at the heavens. When you take the time to look at the pictures that the telescopes have taken of our universe. It's so Mind-blowing. It's so dangerously beautiful. Why? Because our universe is being shaken. (laughs) Those heavenly skies that we gaze upon here in Arizona, especially in the mornings, the purple and orange, oh, how dangerously beautiful they are. (laughs) I remember going to Williams, Arizona at the Lost Canyon camp, and they shut off all the lights, and we were to sit out, on the, uh, on the grass area and just look up at the stars, the clearest skies I've ever seen, the brightest stars I've ever seen. 
oh, how dangerously beautiful was those heavens. You see, the cosmos all around us are being shaken. They are unstable, which is why we have asteroids and meteorites and solar flares and black holes and galactic collisions and gamma ray bursts. And when I look at those stars in Williams, there's, there's a time where those stars will start losing their energy. And right before they lose their energy, this supernova, the blast of energy comes right off of them. Oh, how dangerously beautiful is the heavens, which is why astronauts when they set out to go into outer space, they are risking their lives. Why? Because the heavens are being shaken. Now let's draw our minds a little closer to where we are. Let's look at this planet in which we live upon. When you compare the earth to the universe, right, you will see that our planet is only one-fourth the size of an ant's toe, right? We know that. Oh, the, the, the greatness of God. The heavens declare, oh God, that you are glorious. Yeah. We would just open up our eyes and look. Yeah. Look at how the atmosphere of our planet keeps us alive. My goodness, with the trees and the plants, how the rotation of our planet on its axis is precisely at the right slant and spins just at the right speed in order to maintain the gravitational pull and the distribution of the sun on our Earth. <laughs> oh, how our planet is so dangerously beautiful. Yeah. Romans chapter 8, verse 20, 21, and 22. This is what it says. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willing, but because of him who subjected it in hope. What did God In hope, I love that. That the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how dangerously beautiful our earth is as it is being shaken. <laughs> it's being shaken. Think of the tectonic plates that are moving and shifting the land, causing great disasters like earthquakes. Think of volcanoes that are erupting. Think of tsunamis that are hitting. Think of tornadoes that are dancing in fields and also dancing in people's homes, destroying people's lives. Think of the hurricanes that have found their place in our very land. You see, Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that God's voice is shaking the earth, but not only the earth, but the heavens as well. So now let's, let's draw our minds even closer, and let's look at our life and the lives of those around us. The same God that created the universe, the same God that created the earth took out his heavenly chisel and with great detail formed us out of the dust. His power now resting in jars of clay. Oh, how fragile are the vessels that house his Spirit, oh, how mighty must the sustaining hand of God be to hold us together. On, 
Oh, Lord, forgive us when our personal kingdoms get shaken and we shake our fist at you. Oh, when our kingdom of success is being shaken, things, for whatever reason, they're not going the way that we thought they would go when it comes to who we are now and what our name stands for on this planet. Forgive us, God, when you shake our kingdom of success and we get mad and lash out at you. Oh, the kingdom of our stuff is being shaken right now for all the things that I've obtained on this earth. Oh, it doesn't heal my daughter from kidney disease, does it? Oh, and I get mad. Oh, forgive me, Lord, for when I try to get things to do what only you can do. Oh, our kingdom of sex is being shaken. Marriage didn't fix my lustful eyes from wandering, did it? Our kingdom of self is being shaken. And apart from you, God, we have no answer, but we try so hard, don't we? We try so hard, but our kingdom of self is now being shaken. Oh, God, we need you. We need you. And yet once more, Hebrews chapter 12, you will not only shake the earth, but the heavens. What a great shaking that took place when we ate of the fruit in Genesis. <laughs> However, God forgave us with the promise of restoration, didn't he? What a great shaking that took place when Mary gave birth to Jesus. Oh, the world has never been the same. What a great shaking that is taking place right now in the lives of those that you chose, oh God, by your sovereign hand to save. You're shaking our kingdoms. And I thank you, God. And oh, what a great final shaking that will happen when we see Jesus seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Oh, will thy kingdom come and thy will be done. We have to understand as children of God how blessed we are. We are extremely blessed. Let's take a quick glance at the imagery that Isaiah used in Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65 verse 17 through 25. This is in regards to the Lord speaking of the new heavens and the new earth. For behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Thank you, God. Or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. 
They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Maranatha, King Jesus. Please don't let the literal thinking of your mind rob you of this passage. There's blessings in this passage. For example, you might have got hung up on the death language, right? But isn't this the new kingdom? Why is he talking about death? You get hung up on that language and you miss out on the beauty of perfect justice, which is the picture that Isaiah is painting. This is imagery. You might get caught up on the actual verses that speak of still working hard, right? What? I thought that was eternal rest. Why are we working You might get hung up on that and miss out on the beauty of the perfect fellowship, the perfect work, the love that we will have for one another, which is the picture that Isaiah was painting. The wolf and the lion grazing and eating straw with the lamb and the ox. Death has been shaken and removed. And the kingdom of life now remains. Oh, I hope you see that. When we read Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, what is the picture that comes to your minds? What's the picture that comes to our minds? What is it that you see? Is it just the words on the page? Do you only imagine Jesus talking to his disciples? What if you seen, when reading that passage, a glimpse of Isaiah 65 when you read it. Oh, the beauty of being able to enter into the mind of Christ at times and see beyond the words. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10 says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Let's stop right there. Please don't become mindless at this moment. Don't let repetition kill the beauty of this moment. Our Father, the one who is shaking both the heavens and the earth, sacred be your name. May the joy of Jerusalem come and may we be full of gladness. Father, rejoice in us. Be glad in us. Hear us, O God, and let us hear you and live out your will with perfect clarity on earth as it is done in heaven. That's Isaiah 65 in Matthew 6. That's one of the trillion reasons why I love the Bible. Because of how it perfectly aligns with itself. The study of God's word is a lifelong process his word can never be exhausted oh there's beauty in the scriptures so jesus taught us how to pray in matthew chapter 6 didn't he he said thy kingdom come 
Now, the author in Hebrews, however, shows us in chapter 12, verse 28, that as children of God, we should be grateful. Why? We should be grateful that we have received the kingdom. Oh, I hope you catch that. Catch that. Oh, my brothers and sisters, children of God, wake up. Wake up from your slumber. Because we have been born into a kingdom that cannot be shaken. (laughs) The universe is being shaken right now and the loose pieces will be removed. The earth is being shaken right now and the loose pieces will be removed. Our personal kingdoms are being shaken right now and the loose pieces will be removed. However, we have received as children of God right now in our possession a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So as you experience the disappointments in life, may your hope, may your peace, joy, and love grow as you understand that God has given you something that, with, that can withstand all the shaking that has taken place in your life. He has blessed you with a foretaste of his kingdom that cannot be shaken. Understand that all the elements that are being shaken right now will be consumed in an all-consuming fire of God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29 says that our God is an all-consuming fire. The pride that you find within yourself will be shaken and consumed by the fire. The lust found in your heart will be shaken and consumed by the fire. The sorrow found in your soul will be shaken and consumed by the fire, but his kingdom will stand. Oh, we will be tested and refined by the all-consuming fire of God, but God has graciously given us the only thing that will remain. Oh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, because in the end, all other things will be consumed in his holy fire. I'm going to close with this. As Christians, those who confess with our mouths and believe with our hearts and make a public proclamation that Jesus is Lord, what can we do to fight against the norm? Can we begin to push our families in the direction of the second coming of Christ? Oh, this is the season where greed and and consumerism really starts filling our hearts, doesn't it? What can we do as those that are called by God to start anticipating the return of Christ? Can this be the start of our children learning that the Christmas story is only half of the story? Yes, we are grateful for the birth of our Lord. We are. But my hope and peace and joy and love, they all rest in the promise of his return, don't they? Because when he returns, his children will be glorified. (laughs) And when we are glorified, we will have eyes to see his glory. We will see him perfectly. Oh, that should build up the anticipation for the return of your king, Maranatha, King Jesus. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, I know that there are some here today asking themselves, how did I end up here? How did I end up at this point in my life? This life is not what they probably dreamed of. They didn't plan to be where they are. Some people are standing here at the beginning of the road, and they're ready to embark on a journey. But there are others here that appear to be standing at the end of the road. Their kingdoms got so shaken, God, that they can't even find the energy to continue. They want to throw in the towel. Some people may even want to kill themselves. They don't even want to continue living. That's just how bad it's gotten. Father, I know that it's at these moments that your glory shines brightest in your children. Why? Because a broken and contrite heart you will not despise. Forgive us when we look outside of your sovereign hand and try to restore our shaken, broken kingdoms ourselves. God, some of us are sitting here in this room today trying to gain that slight edge in life, trying to get a little luck on their side. Forgive us when we make your gospel all about us. Forgive us, God, when we try to block the light of Christ in order to shine forth the light of self. Forgive us. Steer in us, God, new affections for your son. And for some of us, Lord, renew, rekindle, set ablaze the love that we have for Jesus. Father, may thy unshakable kingdom come. And may your will be done. We love you, Lord, for all that you are. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com.